everyone and welcome to the Hardcore Podcast. I'm your host Romy Adair and in this podcast we get into the nitty gritty parts and experiences that are often had during the journey to become a professional dancer. Chatting to dancers in training and professional from all around the world creating one safe space that can be shared by many. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Hardcore Podcast. It's me, I'm back, I'm doing a solo episode because I think it's nice to sit down and chat sometimes like, and just have a more of a relaxing episode, steer it in the direction, it could go anywhere. Um, I've got some questions, I ask you guys some thought for some thoughts and feelings and we're gonna just have a nice open discussion here just me and you wherever you are i hope you're having a really lovely monday or any day of the week but obviously my episodes go on monday so it's monday it's not for monday for me <laughs> anyway wherever you are and whatever you're doing i just want you to take a moment and just remind yourself that you're doing the best you can and you deserve to be happy in whatever thing you're doing and it may feel like you're lost stuck unsure but this is just your little daily reminder that you are enough as you are as you come you don't need to be doing it for someone else do it for yourself and just remember that it's a process and happiness takes time success however you describe it whatever it is to you takes time um so yeah just sit in that thought let it marinate and let's get on with the episode okay i just want to say thank you to everyone who sent in stuff like questions and stuff because for some reason i thought there wasn't this many but there's actually more than i thought so <laughs> let's get straight on into it Oh, I love stuff like this. Okay, start with the first one. Any finance tips for freelancers who don't have a steady income? Okay. So for those that don't know, I moved to London recently in June. Um, basic, not even basically, I financed it myself. Um, I actually made some TikToks about like finding flats and stuff because that was really hard. And it was just funny because like I got loads of comments being like, daddy's money. And I was like, okay but lol i wish but that's not the case um so for me i think it's really hard i don't want to be like i think it's hard because it is hard when it comes to finance tips like once you're in a position of let's call it freelancing see i go with the term freelancing but am i really making any money from dancing right now not really i'm the way I think about it is I'm funding my passion until it funds me. My, It's going to be different for everyone, but for me, I'm not... I want to be in a company and I want to... That's like what I'm striving for and that's what I'm working towards. And right now, I'm doing what I can in the sense of like being able to afford to like do all my training, essentially. So I'm not actually freelance dancing. I'm just an unemployed dancer, which is 
oh my god why is it embarrassing to say i don't know because it's not an embarrassing thing and there's like literally what everyone's unemployed right now and if you are employed then like i'm so happy for you um actually i'm saying i'm unemployed i'm actually doing something really fun which i might make some videos on in like a few weeks oh my god like it's really scary ah okay but it's short small and short but exciting and fun and i'm dancing and that's all that matters um but into finance tips because like that's what we're all here for to have us if you don't have a steady income is find a steady income i know that sounds really shit advice but based down like the way i thought about it it was like i when i moved to london i just moved like in the sense i came back from australia i went for a week one of my little hiatus or whatever it was and saw my family came back and said if i don't make the move now i will prolong it until it feels comfortable and i need to do it when it doesn't feel comfortable and i have faith that what will happen will happen and if it's meant to be it will be um so for me like i have more than one stream of income because like you kind of have to um also london i work part-time in retail um i have actually just started at lululemon which is actually really fun like i'm quite enjoying it for retail um so if you do ever want to visit me message me and i can give you friends and family discount why am i publicizing that i should not maybe i'll get in trouble no no i won't it's fine um so steady income that is my steady income i have a set number of hours a week it's pretty flexible what days and it allows me enough time to do what i need to do on other days and in the hours and that's just like worked quite well for me and that's what i feel most comfortable with because i know that if i don't have any work from any other side things whether it be because i also do content creation for imperfect points which i'll talk about more in a second hi everyone and just wanted to pop in here and say hi if you've made it this far into the episode thank you so much for tuning in as always i just wanted to take this time to let you guys know that i have a discount code for imperfect points you can get 10 percent off with the code romi imperfect um off the whole website so i just wanted to pop on here and let you guys know that that code will be across everything and it's 10 percent off at the whole website essentially and it also i guess a little small commission so if you were interested in supporting me and my journey and also kind of helps the podcast as well please use that code when shopping with imperfect points um great company i talk about it all the time love 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 anyway enjoy the rest of the episode bye and then i also teach adult ballet classes and i sell clothes so four streams of income i think works out quite well for me um because i know that with my consistent and then if i do have any dancing things that's on top of that all well some things might you know maybe i don't teach or whatever for now but that's what i'm doing and that's how i'm supporting myself and that's what works for me because i think that if well it depends but what i've learned through starting this podcast um and just through like the last few years of coming out of school was that i actually am good at other stuff like shock horror we might you know we get so used to thinking that this is like the only thing we can do 
and I do believe that's it's all I want to do like there's a difference between what we can do and what we want to do and I know that I'm capable of doing other things and I know you are capable of doing other things but what I want to do and what I feel my calling is to do is to dance is to perform is to be on stage is to work in the like that is what all I want to do it's what all I think about like most days if not every day at some point and that is what all this work is to work towards but I know and after some time I have found that I'm capable of doing other things and that I find enjoyment in other things outside of dance and that's really like that took a lot of time for me to realize because I thought oh like even when I was injured like I felt like my worth was below the floor I didn't think I could do anything else I thought that all that mattered was you know that I could dance and what my director thought of me and that's the only things that mattered in my life now there's other things that matter and there's other things I care about but there's really only one goal that I want to achieve the other goals like I have my whole life like the way I think about it is like if I live for 100 years and that's just my thought process um, is that if I live to 100 years I can pursue the other things after like do you know what I mean like the other stuff doesn't require my body to be a job so I can you know do it later um, but essentially finance tips is to try and have a steady income but it's going to be different for everyone like whether that be teaching you know working in retail I find where I'm working now just to be quite supportive of what I'm doing outside just because it's related to activity and exercises exercise and that's what works for me but again it's different for everyone um I also knew that I had you know a rent set amount of rent that had to be paid every day and I knew that I can't every day every week no not every week every week what am I saying every month and I know I can't rely on my parents to like support no okay I said that wrong I don't want to have to rely on my parents like I didn't want it to be that like I moved to London and some months I can pay my rent and some months I can't because all I'm doing is relying on dancing jobs I just don't I find I'm feeling more fulfilled by doing other things do I tend to pile my plate up with too much things to do yeah that's you know it's all part of the journey all part of the process um and I'm not the best at budgeting except I try and that's really it but it's not great but I try I just try and make more money so I don't have to budget that's (laughs) oh my god that's literally what I think that's kind of embarrassing okay okay oh this is quite a good one can you talk about what it's like being unemployed trying to find a job as a dancer I feel like dance schools don't help it at all if you don't get a job before you graduate Mm it's hard like it's hard but the way I think about it like I said before is that the position I think of myself in now is I'm funding my passion until it funds me and like I've talked to like talked to a few people lately and at the end of the day the important thing is you have to enjoy this process if you're you know not enjoying having to put in that extra work going to class spending time outside of class training opening your mind 
growing yourself artistically, but also going through the process of having those shit days, waking up and it's dark outside, but forcing yourself to do stuff because you know that aligns with your goals and you know you'll feel better through that. And you're if you're not enjoying the process, and the process looks different for everyone, that's the thing. If you're not enjoying the process of still dancing, essentially, then I think, like, review. Um, but it's hard because schools don't tell you, and I think there is just not enough conversation around it. Um, and I think the thing is, like, it's not even, like, who said that just because you don't you don't get a job out of school that you don't you're never going to work professionally like some people get a job out of school and then don't work for a few years because they leave a company or they do like a small job out of school and then they don't you know then don't have a consistent contract for 12 months or then you have some go into a contract for 12 months and then leave because they realize they didn't like it and move into something like I don't know where this idea of maybe why that isn't supported as much. Like why I don't know why it isn't essentially because the rate we're the position we're in at the moment is that a lot of dancers are not getting work because there is not enough jobs. Whether it be and I know things like funding and stuff is affecting it, but a lot of dancers aren't getting jobs straight out of school, and that's absolutely fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but there needs to be more support for that. Um, and it's frustrating that there isn't. Um, I hope that kind of clears like it. But essentially, the one thing that I'd say is very important is to find other things you're good at. Find other things you enjoy. And enjoy that extra time that you can put in it, if that makes sense. Okay, this is an interesting one. Advice on how to stay in your own bubble make the most of your final year of training even if you feel like your school doesn't support you very much you don't fit in oh this is a really interesting one because i felt like this after i got injured which was october of third year and like if you're in the uk that's like quite early on like that's what we're in now um of third year coming back from my injury which was like january onwards so january to september of my final year of training that's literally exactly how I felt um, because I I felt like dead weight. I felt like after my injury, I wasn't being used. And I've talked about this vaguely um, and it's really hard because it was also like a really dark time for me as well. And there was a lot of things that came up after I got injured that I really struggled to like step out and see like whether it be castings or like marks in my assessment um and just generally like days where I felt completely ignored and just like it literally was awful like re- like really awful um and it's really sad because like it always I don't know, there'll be certain things that, like, trigger those, like, really sad feelings. Anyway, this, I don't need to talk about that. It's not relevant, really. Um, and, but it took me a while to kind of find that, like, hit that, like, flick of the switch, which meant that I was like, okay, I'm, who am I doing this for? I'm doing this for me. 
why do I want this? Because I did it. And I think it was around when we were, it was actually, I say it was early on, like it was, there was a few moments and it was, and I started to see it in, when I came back, I went home a week early at Christmas because I was injured and I was like, why am I going to be up here in the middle of nowhere watching things, feeling depressed when I should just go home and spend some time with my family? That was a really hard decision to make because I felt guilty for going home early anyway. Anyway, beside the point. I came back and I'd got an audition for a really like incredible company in Germany. And I was like, oh my God, I have to go. And I got the email, it was like midway through January. It was like for two weeks time or three weeks time, it was gonna be my first proper audition. And I was like, oh my God, like I have to go. You know, I wasn't, I'm not going to sit here and think, say like, oh, I got invited to an audition. It wasn't a private audition, but it wasn't a cattle call. There was still, you know, I went, went there and still was like, you know what, Romy, I'm proud you made it this far to the audition. (laughs) But you got to, you know, you got to give yourself credit where credit is due. Um, And around that moment was like when I was like telling my director I was like okay I've been invited to this audition do you think I should go like don't even know like of course I'm gonna go but it clashed with I had to leave on a day that was like one of the shows for our Nutcracker which we were like performing throughout Scotland in January um and I wasn't dancing in it I was like understudying because like I was injured when they were doing a lot of the rehearsals so like was I missing out on anything no but it was like, I just got really bad energy. Like there was no like, oh, like congrats, you're going to this audition. No one else was going to that audition. I was like, come on, it's my first, like there was no support basically, like no support. And I was like, if this is how you're going to be, I'm just going away for like four days. I'm going to take some time off. So I went to Berlin for like four or five days, Went bought myself a Yumiko, wandered around the city. Was I not fully recovered from my injury? Yes. But do I regret going and doing the audition? No. But it was at that moment and in that week and going forward from that week when I was going to auditions in the next, like over the next few months that I realised they actually didn't care. No one actually cared. Like the director didn't care how my audition went. Never asked a follow up of basically how any of my auditions went. And I was like, well, who am I doing this for? I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing this for you. This is not about you or how you think I am going to be turn out as a dancer. And it was really hard because I struggled with, like I struggled with making that connection and I struggled with separating myself from what had kind of been built up as not a dependency but a dependency kind of a dependency for validation um from this teacher and it was kind of through these times I realized actually I have to do this for me I can't do this for someone else because there's no longevity in that because once this person goes then who am I doing it for and I struggle I still struggle with that today like I still struggle and it this teacher will pop into my head quite often because 
it is still like I don't know how it had built up to this point where it was like oh I wonder what they would think I wonder if this would if if this was like when I did something good and it'd be like good Romy like I like now I'll think oh is this as good as it was when they said good like really random I know that's very weird um but I think you have to remember your why you have to remember your reason you have to set aside time for yourself to remember I feel like I picked up a lot of habits in that last year and like trying to really keep myself strong and enjoy the process like I really try to have a really I try to be quite upbeat in class I try to enjoy the fact that you know right now I'm dancing to like a lot of live music which is amazing I try to bring the energy I try to bring energy to a class I try to enjoy it even when it's hard even when I feel so out of breath that I'm going to collapse even when I'm really like my everything sore I feel like I could fall and break my ankle because the floor's slippery but I'm like remember why you're here remember why you're doing this but also remember how far you've come you've come like I always forget that and some days I surprise myself I'm like you know what I'm just proud that you came in and showed up um because at the end of the day like there if you don't feel supported by your teacher like it's really hard I'm not even going to deny it's really hard um but the main thing is why are you doing it and you have to be doing it for yourself because at some point you're going to leave that school and they're not going to be there anymore um and you and it's like well then what are you that dependency is gone but at the same time i think also like give yourself a break like don't be so hard on yourself in that process because the thing is like you don't want to burn out in that um and it's very easy to get addicted if you know what i mean like it's very easy to get addicted to behaviors it's very easy to get addicted to a routine it's very easy to get addicted to you know comment you know favoritism comments things that boost your ego i feel like there's a lot of things in ballet that are addictive and try not to get too into that when you're at school because i think it's easy to struggle when you once you leave that environment um and like although it's important to be in a bubble of focus also think about like okay but do you don't want to be in a bubble forever right you don't want to be in a bubble that excludes you from the outside world because there is so much more outside of ballet that can help you in ballet because at the end of the day it's an art form and to create art we need to see things we need to know things we need to experience things that isn't just what's happening in the classroom so just some food for thought and yeah we're going to the next question this is kind of i don't know if this is a question but i can see like it's definitely a dilemma 
I'll just read it out. I left ballet about a year ago, a year and a half ago. I did it for six, 10 years and I kind of want to go back. But the environment is still kind of toxic and I'm still trying to recover from some awful things that happened there. But it was such a big part of my life and it has been like a sort of grief. I'm also 16, so during those years I had really bad experiences that still hurt. But now I know it's for the better because I wouldn't have recovered if I hadn't stopped. I just want to say thank you for sending that in because I know that's like that is hard like it's hard to talk about it's hard to admit um and I think like that's going to be quite relatable because I know it is hard to give up ballet like I'm sure there's people listening if you're listening and that's something you've had to move on from I just want to say like congratulate like you are doing amazing and you deserve to give yourself the biggest hug because it is really hard and I always think about it like I refer to ballet as like if not my love like one of my many loves I do love a lot of things but it's something that holds so much space in my heart and oh my god why am I literally gonna get emotional oh because I get sad um anyway it's fine so I understand that feeling and I can't I can't imagine my life without it like it is it is part of it's part of me and it's hard I can't I can't even imagine how hard it is to move into some to move on to something else that you love so much but I just want to say congratulations for moving on from an environment that wasn't serving you because that is a really hard set to take but you were really strong for doing that and you know you only deserve the best we all only deserve the best you know we don't no one deserves to be in a toxic environment and if you're in a position where you can recognize that that environment is not serving you then you have to move you have to leave because it isn't doing more harm than it is good even if you love it so much there is more places that can provide a better environment um i think i mean this could be an idea is to look at maybe finding someone that might do it recreationally if you were in a professional system um that might if you did want to come back to it obviously it's different for everyone but um it's a thought it's something you could think about doing um if you wanted to kind of move back into like a safe environment um but obviously that's really difficult so that's completely up to you but I just want to say I'm proud of you and I really appreciate that message that little that sending um oh okay this isn't I'm going to go into the next question um just let's have a look okay this is a really good one I feel like this could be more something I could talk about more I also don't know how much, like, how much of a help am I in this. But I'm going to give you my opinion. That's all it is. So how much does the vocational school you go to affect your job prospects in terms of classical ballet? Right. So here's the tea. It matters to a degree. Um, I think every school in the UK is slightly different. But from who I've talked to, who have been, you know, I've spoken to dancers like 
literally from almost every school who've graduated recently I have this idea that their big name schools are supportive from what I found out they're actually not that supportive as they could be as we might hope going into the system but obviously no one is advertising that they're going to get you work and that's the thing to remember at the end of the day no school is promising a job at the end of it because they can't promise you a job because there's no job like no one's sitting there waiting with a contract with your name on it right okay maybe 99 percent of the time no in my situation i i think this is the hard thing i think you can never really know how much your school affects I think the experiences you have at school and the people you meet at the school you go to, whether it be directors, choreographers, people that come in, older dancers, just the general connections will affect you when it comes to work. Because, say for example, at my school, I didn't have any, I don't think, no, I didn't have, no, I didn't have any directors come in. I worked with one choreographer who I would say is like a possible connection and I think that was kind of it in terms of like the connections that I had from school to get me work um I had some like really great teachers but obviously though like no one can promise you a job you may know someone that knows someone but that can never you know that's never going to promise you a job but certain schools that connect with companies do mean that you are going to be put in front of these directors and assistant directors and choreographers that are constantly working with the companies on a regular basis you may have the opportunity to perform with said companies which gives you an extra opportunity right not everyone in that year is going to be selected to perform. Not everyone is going to be selected for company class. And this is like where, you know, people slowly get cut off from like the process. So in a sense, it does affect it. But you can't, you're never going to know unless you're in it, if that makes sense. Because, you know, you could go into a school with a big name on it. But you may never get looked at by the comp- by the company director of the company it's attached to or you might and they say no instantly and you're kind of disregard you could be disregarded for the next three years but as w- but then on the other hand there is things like names certain names will look better on cvs if you can say say that so and so can reference you give you a reference then you're doing then you're doing good you're doing good it do- like it does affect your job pr- prospects in the sense that certain things will look better on email some people might be able to help you out with emails they might be able to send you email addresses so I think it does it does make a difference um that's you know something I've learned through time it's a little bit frustrating um but I'm not going to be embarrassed of where I trained I'm not going to be embarrassed that I didn't go to a big name school because I don't think that like I'm not letting that define me as a dancer because I know that's not 
like the name of the school I went to is not who I am right and that's that's what I have to say on that really um but I think it does I would love to talk about this more but I feel like it's the sort of thing I'd love to do and like sit around with people and discuss like okay what what was this like discuss it I think that'd be so fun um oh this is another one parents who may be unsupportive of a ballet career yeah it's really hard I think Um, it is really hard I think you can do what you can I think the best thing you can do is like really try to be like can you give me an opportunity to explore what I love right and I think showing them that this is what is going to make you happy at this point in time is important and but I think as well just like I think for a lot of parents there's a lot of uncertainty in what could happen after like I know a big part of my decision of where I even decided to audition was right I want to be on a degree program because if I get injured I want to have a degree I got injured anyway but I still kept going it depends on the situation of course depends on the person but that was like my thought process so I didn't apply for places that didn't have a degree I think if you can I don't know come to an agreement like out my agreement with my mum was like well the agreement she made with me was if I don't if I get no C's in my GCSEs then I can go and this is when like I had a place at Ballet West if I got a C then like I couldn't go and I always wonder if she would have let me go because it wasn't coming from a place of not being supportive. It was like, she wants the best for me. And I get that. Like, of course. And that's all your parents want. Um, I think even if maybe like what could be a good idea is like, if you get to the opportunity where you're able to audition, even if you can be like, look, I'm happy. If you can find some work, if you can do some extra help around the house or do anything to kind of help them be like, look, please, can you let me audition? And then we can see how it goes. And then just like make your decision from there, if that makes sense. Because like going to a school is completely separate from a career, right? It's hard to explain, but I think that makes sense. Like you can go to a school and not dance professionally or you can go to a school and you can dance professionally but you don't know what's going to happen or how you're going to feel in three years time and so it's hard to make a promise being like oh yeah like I want to this is it's really hard to explain if that makes sense I think you just got to take each stride as it comes and find a a common ground where you can find an you know agree if that makes sense this is the next one i trying to work out if they're connected it was worse injury mental or physical and then it says how and then the next thing by the same person was how it affected your childhood slash friendships or relationships with people growing up mm, i don't know if they're the same i'll talk about my injury um for those that don't know i broke my fifth metatarsal in october 2018 was it 2018 yeah 2018 um 
At this point, I was in my third year, my graduate year of the full-time school that I was attending. And essentially, I had no support with my injury. Um, I was given no rehabilitation. I had to outsource my own physio, who I had about two sessions with. Um, I went to the hospital, you know, I was, put, you know, I was obviously driven to the hospital and I had a boot, but like, I look back and I can't believe I actually recovered, like, I actually can't believe it. Currently got a friend who is injured, who has broken her ankle. Shout out to my bestie, you are on fire. I don't know if you're going to listen to this, but I just want to say I love you. Um, but seeing her in a yes yeah, she's in a company environment being injured but seeing seeing the level of support through different stages is crazy in the sense that it's crazy to think that a similar thing happened at school when I was literally 18 like a minor and that there was nothing I just I can't believe it like it literally baffles me um so anyway that Am I going to go into this? Maybe I'm kind of feeling like I can talk about it now. So following October, like through October through to January, I think was the darkest time that I've ever experienced in my life. Um, and it pains me to think about past Rummy going through this because she really tried to be so strong um, and she was caught up in every tiny thing essentially. Um, I remember it was just around Halloween when it happened and I did look back and I'm like, oh, I was really lucky I got injured in front of everyone. It's kind of an iconic story. Um, and it was on tape and I really wish I had the video, but it's fine. Um, and yeah, so I broke my fifth metatarsal. I was put into a, like, cast thing straight away. Um, and for the first week I laid on the sofa and made pretzels and probably ate my feelings for like a good week. Um not even going to lie that was something that continued through my you know recovery through an injury and not you know I'm not going to be ashamed like for me when I'm stressed I will stress eat not that my appetite particularly goes up but I think it's it's a coping mechanism and I'm not I'm sick and tired of being embarrassed about that like I'm in a position now where I don't really feel that anymore which is nice like trying to find some balance with eating but back then I really struggled and it turned into like some really quite sad cycles um following from that in from the first week I then proceeded to create 
a plan in terms of like like I was pretty determined like I did not let this thing keep me down I still once I had a boot on and I could like use the boot to walk on I created a plan and I was in ballet every day at 9am my friend drove she drove me up the hill and I was there and I was doing my exercises were they the most effective exercises realistically no I was doing about hundreds of crunches you know like some inner thigh pulses you know all this sort of stuff doing some push-ups but I felt so lost and I don't even know looking back if I was doing those exercises for me like it was more about I want to make sure that my teacher doesn't think I'm lazy and doesn't think I'm you know not wanting to get better or like not wanting to improve like I would sit on a ball when they got to center and do the port de bras I would get my stretching band out I like I would do the most and I wanted to make sure that the teachers knew I was doing the most because that's how much I cared about their opinion um I don't think for one second I really like sat back and thought okay Romy how do you feel what do you want to do today like not at all um and at this time we were also preparing for tour of Nutcracker um uh, we'd done a few rehearsals of Snowflakes before which I really enjoyed doing like I was so excited to do Snowflakes I was so excited um and then I got injured and then I had to learn it and I made sure I made a promise to myself that I was going to dance at least something in the Nutcracker when we toured in January and February. I was like, Romy, you have to, like, you can't not. So every, every dance that I was understudying in, I stood up in my boot and I did it. Um, when I could, I think up until Christmas, I was having to sit down and like learn it I can't remember if I was stood in the boot because I was like I couldn't I wasn't allowed to like put much weight on my foot in the boot so I think I may have been sat but when we came back after Christmas I just remember like crying quite a bit and I don't cry a lot but I remember crying it would be more when I talked about it um I'm not I don't tend to cry like in my room a lot like on my own um but I did, I found it really hard just like going in every day um, and I really struggled with my body image at this time and really just thinking, feeling completely out of control of everything and it was really sad because I would purposely restrict my food and then I don't know if I can really classify it as binging in the evening but I would basically I just wasn't feeling myself properly at all um and it was really sad because I just look back and remember how much I was struggling um and yes that was really hard and then go home for Christmas I can't even remember much what happened but at this I got my boot taken off before I went back and I remember I started going to the gym when I was home because that's all I want to do. All I want to do was exercise. All I want to do is move. I was like, I just can't wait. I need to lose this weight. Like, I feel awful. I feel disgusting. I feel completely 
invalid as a human um i need to sort myself out and i came back and i didn't know if i did anything crazy no not really i think i came back and i was like trying to find some sort of routine like getting back into it um and it was i remember like i got invited to an audition that's the one i spoke about earlier like in like the first two weeks i was back and at this point i was like i literally have done like one ballet class and this is the other thing why who in their right mind on their first day back goes i'm just gonna try and do a whole ballet class why did no one stop me like how like what like i do not understand if it wasn't the first day it was like within that first week i went into the whole ballet class and then the next week i put my pointies on what who i don't even know how that was allowed i remember we had our first rehearsal back and i was cast down as this thing like it's like the snow snow fairy which was between it was at the end of act one party scene and in the production of nutcracker we were doing this fairy would come on float onto stage not float but like career onto stage and like freeze time and between that and the snow scene and i was like oh my god this is my time to shine i have like 30 seconds to myself on stage i did it what i literally did it and it, i remember like everyone was like clapping i was like oh my god but what how was i allowed to do that i do not understand at all anyway through that time through tour that was really difficult like that was when i re- like i really struggled i struggled socially um i felt like i couldn't socialize with the people who were like there at that moment there was a few people who'd like come in as extras on tour there's a few people like in my class or just like the people in my class the people in my house like i felt completely isolated um not like from them or anything i just because i felt so down at all the time i didn't want to participate um the rehearsals this is like back when like i wasn't like I wasn't being put into snowflakes because it was like you weren't strong enough and like that's fine like of course like thank god it wasn't like you were pushed into it there was a few times where it was like oh um oh would you be able to do this like i remember i was doing and it, what anyway kind of like it's all kind of a blur not gonna lie but i remember still being in pain for quite a while and there was a few like other problems that kind of occurred from going back into it like going back into dancing too quickly like I started to get really bad Achilles pain shin splints and that I swear was causing me more pain than the broken metatarsal and I felt so embarrassed all the time because it would just my Achilles would get so sore my shins would get so sore and it'd be like I felt so embarrassed to tell my teacher that I was kind of injured again. Like I was like, I've already taken this time, so much time off, like this is embarrassing, Rami, you need to get a grip and like stop being injured. Like, what are you doing? But of course, like I couldn't, I didn't know what to, I was given no rehabilitation. 
like I literally did I don't want to say I did nothing but I I had like some program that I'd done with a dance oh what are they called Uh, I went for like a dance PT screening and was given a program for like completely external things like other things sorry um and I remember I did like start doing those exercises and I think they helped but like I didn't have anything that was like specified to me in that recovery at that time I can't believe like how she came out of it alive um but it was around like January when we were touring and I wasn't able to be really a part of these shows and I used to sit there I couldn't even watch them in the sense that I couldn't mentally put myself through watching the performances and I used to sit in the changing room and I never have felt so useless in my life um so I just want to say if you've ever had to experience that I'm proud that you've got through that because it's really hard um but also you're not useless like you're not useless when you're injured like you were worth so much more than you realize um and you will never be useless doesn't matter like you are a human being that has so much to give to the world and it doesn't matter if you're injured at the end of the day it doesn't matter um so yeah I felt awful and that was just a really it was a really hard time because it just like I felt like I just remember crying back on the coach um and eating my feelings and feeling like I couldn't talk to anyone about how I felt and just feeling genuinely very isolated and I remember when my I did one I think I did like two performances um doing some dancing not a lot um and I remember feeling so uncomfortable in my body I felt so uncomfortable when everyone was taking photos like yeah I'm in photos and yeah I'm smiling but I've like I hated those photos so much I just thought I like at this time I was really struggling with my body image like I thought I looked disgusting I thought I like I felt awful basically and it was really sad I just want to give her a hug um but I remember my parents came and saw the show I don't even think I was crying like I don't know what it was but I just wasn't I wasn't happy like and they were like we need like I didn't want to do anything like I got in the car I didn't like I didn't want to do anything um and I was like can you please drive me back like I just need to like spend more time with you guys and so they drove me all the way back and I talked to mum about it now she was like oh yeah like she was like I knew you needed to be driven back like I knew like I knew it um and I just remember the next I then kind of like went into this kind of goes back but like after tour like I stayed over like I didn't go home in the in like the next few half terms like I stayed up there to do extra training with like the lower school that was there at the time which was very like intense swim 7am start swimming running cross training like oh my god very intense Mm, I don't know if it's traumatic I really enjoyed it because I just love I love that that feeling where you feel like close to death's door so exhausted 
ah, sets me on fire. Anyway, oh my god, that's literally embarrassing. Um, what was I saying? Um, so I was kind of like, I was in my grind, you know, grind moment. I was like, Romney, you got to get ready. You got a bad assessment coming up. Like you need to show them what you're made of. And I tried. I really tried. Like I really tried. I was running every morning. Most mornings I did like 15 minutes on the cross on the treadmill to get my stamina back. I was really pushing in class. Like I was really trying, you know. Like I felt like I was working so hard. And I did my ballet assessment, and I just got what was that? And I just after that I was like, what am I? Romy, you did all that work for nothing. You tried so hard for what? To literally get shot on. Um, and that was really hard for me as well. And just, there was a few like things like after that with castings and stuff, but essentially I felt like I came back from my injury slow. Like it took me a long time to get back to where I was pre-injury. But see, the thing is, the way I say where I was, I think deep down I'm really only talking about how my body looked um, because I came back from my injury stronger and I had a really lovely teacher who I was like, I will be very grateful to the two teachers who taught the lower school. Um, because I learned, I mean, I'm grateful for all my teachers, obviously, but like I learned a lot from those two, and I felt that they were very supportive when I didn't feel my, like my main teachers were supportive, if that makes sense. And so, yeah, I don't know how to explain that. But basically, like I'd say that was my worst physical injury, but it was also my worst mental injury because it was really hard mentally, and essentially, I've yeah I don't wish that upon anyone and I just want to say that if you are kind of experiencing any of the things that I've talked about um I want you to know it does get better and please reach out for help I wish I reached out for help and I didn't and I don't know why well no I know why it's because I didn't believe that I needed it I felt that I was okay I thought that I was strong enough but it has nothing to do with that it has nothing to do with strength like you need to talk about it. You need to be open, even with if it's just with yourself, if it's with a friend. There is nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to being injured, when it comes to having these thoughts, because it's so normal. And you deserve to be, like, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to have a good experience in your training. You deserve to have a good experience coming back from an injury. It doesn't deserve to be shit. Like, it doesn't... You don't deserve to have a shit experience, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I think that's all I'm going to talk about for today. I don't think... I don't think I have anything else to say, really. Like, I don't want this episode to be too long. And I know I've just got in, like, really deep there. And I've just, like, completely over... Like, analysed my experience journey. But I think it was good because... I need to talk about it in the sense that I need to get over a lot of that, you know, is it past trauma? I don't know. 
but I feel there's a lot of things like I haven't even admitted to myself that I struggled with and so I kind of have today what can I say it's dark it's raining outside I'm in the oversharing mood just thought why not you know if it helps one person out there then I've done what I needed to do for the day I'll sleep well and that's all that matters um but I just want to do say do preface that I'm in a much better place now like I've it's taken a long time um but I am in a place where I know my worth and I think that's one of the most important things because I can give myself the best life that I can give myself and that's all I try and do um I do things for me now and that's all I care about just I'm doing it for me and that's it you're not doing this for anyone else you're doing it for you I'm doing it for me and we're on that grind time baby but then I love saying that but then I'm like what am I grinding I'm not grinding salt or pepper like I'm a human being and I'm just I'm experiencing life in a way that works for me in the way that aligns with my goals okay that's how I'm going to phrase it because I feel like grind is like giving corporate energy we don't need that here um anyway I'm gonna love you and leave you and I hope you enjoyed this episode um I hope you have a really great week and I hope this episode wasn't too traumatic to listen to either um but yeah I love you guys so much thank you so much for sending in your questions and those that I haven't answered I will try and like talk about again like I can leave I'll put pop them in the next episode if you enjoy these episodes please let me know and I can make it a more regular thing because I do really enjoy chatting and talking about this sort of stuff because I know sometimes with like when I'm interviewing it's just some stuff won't get too talked about and I think it's important to kind of like unpack things um just me and you we're just unpacking the box um but yeah stay strong keep going don't give up and i believe in you and you should believe in yourself have an amazing week bye